Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is Quick Hit from Dayton, um, July 18th, 2017. I'm here with Patrick, one of my oldest and, and best friends. Hi, Patrick. Hey, RJ, how are you? Great. I, sh- I should say that you're not one of my oldest friends because I have friends who are older, but that we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you on the uh, award, award-winning award Helping Friendly Podcast. <laughs> Those awards are going to come rolling in any day now. Um <laughs> So Patrick, you were able to um, to get away from from uh, from home and, and parenting responsibilities just for a couple of days to see a couple of shows, which I know is is awesome for you. And um, 
that last night was was pretty fun but maybe we can just start with you know a little bit about what the scene was like obviously this was 20 years 20 years later this was a highly anticipated show what was the sort of vibe like maybe i know you you visited a brewery like tell us a little bit about what the scene was like before and, and going into the show yeah so the the venue is almost kind of like hampton right in that it's um this small venue kind of in the middle of all this, you know, typical American suburban sprawl. So like right across the street from the venue, you know, you got all your Texas roadhouse and all your, all those kind of places. And so kind of fans took over, you know, the whole like mile strip of restaurants uh, around the venue. And then, uh, you know, the venue itself was just kind of a small parking lot. There was this kind of big lake in shakedown was kind of on the other side of the lake. Uh, it was funny. They, as I was walking in, I heard someone ask the cop, like, oh, where are the porta potties? And the cop was like, oh, what are you talking about? We don't have porta potties, like, for this concert. Um, I heard so a couple, I saw a couple it, of people tweet about that, too. It's kind of funny there were no porta potties at all. Yeah, they seemed like kind of like not realizing what was about to happen, I guess, right? Like, it seems pretty easy. You put out some extra uh, garbage cans, <laughs> put out some porta potties, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like 10,000 people come to your town and spend a lot of money. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, um, it did have that kind of like old school thing, right? Of like this place didn't really seem to be expecting a big rock concert with lots of people, um, in terms of the amenities, I guess. And so inside was kind of like that too, you know, it's an old building. It's cool. Cause it's really small. You know, you have a great view from anywhere. The sounds good anywhere. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's old, the uh, um, kind of hallways are narrow, the bathroom lines are long. Uh, apparently, they ran out of water some places. I don't. I wasn't. I, I just brought my own and refilled it. Right, but it was. Uh, yeah, you know, it was that kind of. You know, I seen. I, I think at Hershey Park 2009 is the same kind of thing. Um, you're kind of like, okay, it's just like this small, quaint little place. But did you realize what was going to happen? Right? Did you realize like you're actually hosting this <laughs> right. big, big rock concert with like 10,000 people who are going to drink a lot of water and a lot of beer? and uh things like that so but no it, it was really nice it was a really um chill vibe um you know there was kind of lots of space um you know everybody sat in a assigned seat and was very um sat politely so that that worked out um no it was kind of you know it was basically general admission everyone everyone <laughs> was, was sitting general... sitting quietly <laughs> yeah golf claps um in between every song <laughs> Um, no, it was uh, it was basically you know general admission and um, which was really nice you know just like lots of big groups of friends together and uh, you know a little crowded but plenty of space for everyone I think. Awesome and um, the the I, I don't remember anything from '97 because it was December so I don't remember the outside or what we did I just remember I was still kind of amazed by by all the the shakedown stuff but. Um, that I don't remember the bathrooms or anything, but I know a lot of people were talking about that. Just not the kind of amenities you get at a new, a new amphitheater. Um, so what um what about the first set? The Tuesday Tuesday opener was kind of funny. Um, Fish debut. Um, what were some of your other highlights from? I'm not not saying that that was a highlight for you, but what were some of your highlights from set one? <laughs> well, that was an interesting opener, right? Because it's like you know, come out right out of the gate with like a tab song. I feel like for like the first two minutes, people are kind of like, okay, what's happening here? But then after two, after a couple of minutes, they seem to, to lock into that opener. Um, and I thought it was a pretty solid opener in the end. I really liked the new Mike song too. I thought that that was a really cool song, which is about being scared or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's fun. You're indoor fish. All the lights are off and 
you know, they're playing a psychedelic song about being scared, which I, you know, I thought, I thought it fit fish really well. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like you're kind of like being yelled at you're alone by, by Trey and Fishman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really scared, but you know, I, um, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a, you know, that's a fun song to play. I really enjoyed runaway Jim. Uh, my dog passed away two years ago today. So I kind of, um, when they played that, I was, you know, uh, thinking, thinking of Buster. Uh, so I thought that that was really good. So I thought the first yeah, set was just, um, everything was really well played. Um, you know, the sugar shack test, they seem to play sugar shack. Okay. I don't really care if they play sugar shack well or not. Um, but you know, Tracy, a lot of people really, a lot of people really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My enjoyment of fish concert is affected 0% by sugar shack, um, either positively or negatively, no matter how well they play it or poorly they play it. But that seemed, you know, that's it. Songs like that, or rift, um, or you know, certain parts in theme, or stuff, stuff like that. Those composed parts um, give you an idea of how practiced they are, I guess. And so they sounded really practiced and really, really tight and crisp. So that's the way I felt about the first set. I thought it was just a really nice, fun, rocking set. Those couple new songs, um, which I thought were great, and uh, you know, kind of set the table really well for for the second set. Yeah, and um, we always, um, you and I, I think, talk a lot about Down With Disease second set openers. I think it's the second set opener I've seen the most, and I don't know if maybe it's similar for you, but not like not my first choice of a second set opener, but um, this was um, this was a pretty good one. What were your feelings when it started? Yeah, well, so it's my last choice of second set opener, because, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the fish song I've seen the most. <laughs> second set opener I've seen the after, most. After uh, Let Me probably... Lie or before Let Me Lie? No, I think Let Me Lie. Like, at least that's something different. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, that sounds interesting. <laughs> no, our friend Dave told me uh, at Madison Square Garden uh, this past December 29th, he'd never seen someone go to the bathroom as quickly as I did when Down with Disease started to open yeah. the second set. It's usually a good so time it's, to do it. it's, What's that? It's a good time to do it. Yeah, no, yeah. You get the song out of the way and you come back all refreshed. Um, but, yeah, no, so that said, um, I thought it was phenomenal. And I really lucked out, you know, I texted you earlier. I just happened, there's like a ring around, um, uh, like a walkway ringing the lower section right above the floor. It's like MSG used to just have those big, you know, walkways ringing the building. So I just happened to be there, um, coming back from getting water and I was dead center, like in the walkway when, when the set started and there was about five or six empty seats there. So I just ended up spending the whole set there. Um, and no one really walked through. It was really spacious. Um, it was just a perfect spot. And so, um, I was, you know, I, that was really lucky. <laughs> and so that definitely, um, I wasn't moving during down with disease <laughs> because I'd, uh, I'd had this good spot. So I thought it was just a, a phenomenal jam, right? That's the, that's the catch. It's my last choice of second set opener. Um, but it was just perfect last night. Um, the, the last few minutes were just super, you know, happy, major key, um, kind of soaring. And I thought the whole jam was, um, really interesting. And so, yeah, I thought the, the opener, you know, the devil's disease, uh, you know, my least favorite song, you know, the last thing I would have picked, but it was perfect and really great. So that's what, you know, fish will do sometimes. Yeah. And then, um, they go in, went into mountains in the mist, which I, I love that song, um, a lot, but it reminds me of the the 2.0 years. Um, but what was your what was your thought on that cool down, and then sort of the stuff that came after? 
Um, I loved it. Um, I love that song too. It actually reminds me of the, um, sorry to get all heady vet on you, but the 1999 <laughs> Trey tour, um, nice. when he yeah. debuted that song and like Kiss by mist on acoustic. Um, and so, yeah, so I thought it was just, um, it, really pretty, really beautiful. So I was, I was a fan of, um, of that choice. Nice. And then there were a couple, um, a couple more, they, then they played waves and then, but still more jams in their, uh, in their pocket. It just, they were like really blissing out last night overall. There was like just lots of bliss jams. The ghost, um, had a really nice blissy peak, just like the down disease. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that was kind of the second set was just really jam heavy, um, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, yeah, the waves were short and then the ghost, um, was was pretty. It reminded me a little bit of the Locking Ghost from last August. That it had a kind of um, you know kind of slow build uh, peak mm-hmm. that I thought was really nice. Hmm. And then Wombat was kind of like a total surprise. But I think that that song's really funky. I personally you know appreciate and enjoy the song part, uh, even though it's a little cheesy. And then I was really surprised by you know it's like a ten minute long jam after the song. Um, and again, yeah, it was that kind of, um, really pretty blissy kind of some kind of space, um, you know, uh, sparse music to begin with to kind of build it. Um, and then a really nice, pretty major key peak. So I thought that was great. And then the chop dust kind of came out of nowhere and was an interesting choice. You know, obviously everybody, it, you know, shot a bolt of energy through the arena as chop dust always does. Uh, it seemed like a little bit of a waste, right? Because they didn't really jam it or anything, but mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. Um, you know, only a fish fan can complain that, oh, they only played the song for eight minutes. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. But, the, interesting to close the first set with Runaway Jim and the second set with Chalk Dust, two sort of songs that you're more likely to see as openers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, but they were very energetic, right? And they're songs everybody loves. Um, so, it definitely, you know, sent a ripple through the crowd, made everybody really happy. So that was nice. And then I was very excited to get Squirming Coil for the encore. You know, encores can kind of be take it or leave it, but Squirming Coil is one of those just beautiful old school fish songs that I'll always love to hear. That's great. That's a really nice way to end, end a show, a really high energy show and one that I think um, it seems like all four of these shows so far that um, Trey is really like having fun, just exploring and jamming and not having and being patient, maybe most importantly. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's kind of the vibe I got. Um, you know, that's kind of why it was so jammy. Um, he was just kind of enjoying playing his guitar. You know, it seems like the Grateful Dead, the Fairly Well, you know, Grateful Dead 50 concerts kind of, um, re-energize the guitar geek and try um you know i think he just has yeah. all sorts of toys and he's always like playing with his rig and uh i think that yeah that's kind of what i took from it it was just kind of uh you know uh, a live wire trey was trey's guitar was plugged into this live wire and he was just enjoying playing with it that's awesome um well we're i'm really happy that you got to go to that show and you're um on the road again to um to pittsburgh tonight um which is which should be fun and does seem like there's there's no repeats so far, right? So um seems like there's a lot to look forward to um for tonight's show. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they repeat. You know, I heard that in the air a lot. At one point I heard some guy say, Well, they're definitely not repeating any songs at Madison Square Garden. It's like, Well, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it would be really hard. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be hard, but that's where something where um The Mountains in the Mist is like the second song of the second set, um, kinda comes into play for me. Right, that's, that's yeah. an odd choice, but yeah. it kind of fits in 
right? If they're well practiced and kind of um, fully committed to their music, they they hold the crowd in the palm of their hand, right? That's that's what all of us who who go to shows like really appreciate the most. So who knows yep. if they'll do that or not? But um, <laughs> you know, I think they'll there will be a wide variety in the set list, whether they repeat or not. I think they've, um, you know, they're, they're playing around um, and have clearly practiced a lot and practiced a bunch of songs. Um, and so, yeah, so it should be fun tonight. You know, I only want Tweezer, Yum, Twist, and, you know, I'll be happy. Sand, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> cool. That's it. That's, those are totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I'm leaving. Otherwise, <laughs> like mid-second set. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, all right, well, Patrick, I will see you next weekend in, in New York, and um, I hope you have a good time in Pittsburgh. And I guess for people listening, if you haven't yet um, RSVP'd for our live podcast um, on the 29th, um, check out the link in the show notes. And if you're going to be in New York, you should come hang out because Patrick will be there. Yeah, I heard Trey's going to be there too. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um <laughs> All right, man. Well, have, have a great trip. Thanks for joining us. Um, have fun tonight. Be safe on the road. All right, man. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.